This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. is Sky Blues Extra. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sky Blues Extra podcast brought to you by the Sky Blues Tavern. Tonight, it's myself, Dean Atkinson, coming at you live from Dubai. Or should I say Abu Dhabi, actually, as the, the right emirate. Um, alongside a chap broadcasting from what I imagine is a cold London suburb David Moore, how are you, fella? Yeah, it is a cold London suburb, to be fair. Um, but yeah. It just says 24 degrees here today, and it was baking, not a cloud in the sky. Ah, oh, three degrees here, so, you know. Ah, oh, yeah, same. Who's winning? I'm not sure. Probably you, with the prices I pay for everything out here. <laughs> um, very well, mate. Um, you know, it's been a, a funny couple of weeks for the Sky Blues, isn't it? Um, both on and off the pitch. Um, but yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm not too down heart. I thought we played really, really well on Saturday. Um, and if we can keep those sort of performance levels and just start putting the ball in the net, then I think we'll we'll be okay. Did you get back from Burnley okay? I noticed on, on Twitter you had a little bit of a rant about how long it took you. Oh, mate, it was, it was a long journey, yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't, there was no, no delays, which is very good for the UK rail network system because that hasn't been always the case, is it, in recent weeks. But no, it was just very, very long. Um, I definitely could have got back here yes, quicker you could than have, you yeah. got back home, which is just yeah. mental, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of those to tick off, not massively impressed with the ground, really. Like, I didn't think it was that, amazing for saying that they've been in the premiership and they would have had to have sort of tied it up a bit before uh, while they're in the premiership. I, I don't think, think they would have spent a penny on that ground looking yeah. at the state of it, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's, um, you, know, you know, when like QPR, for example, got into the premiership, they they like tied it. It's looking tired now, but they, they, they give it a, a fresh lick of paint and whatever. But 
it, yeah, it's not it's not the best of grounds. In fact, um, yeah, it's pretty dreadful. Um, and, and I think it makes up for it because they just have like one massive stand uh, opposite where the away fans are, and the rest are all pretty pretty small, to be honest. I think it only holds like twenty thousand or something. Yeah, it's it's not many, is it? No. It's kind of it's kind of a strange place to go. Um, you wasn't one of the boo boys, was you? Uh, during the minute silence? No, um, I don't know. I, I, there was, you know, there was clearly a few few people, but I think sometimes was it that's... people coming in late? Well, this little things I don't know. There's always there's always during a minute silence people coming in late or on the concourse and don't understand what's going on, right? And then, you think it'd be pretty weird if you walked into a football stadium and it was really quiet though. You'd be like, "Have I come on the right day here?" Yeah, or... yeah, exactly. But no, I think I think there was, um, you know. But that's just, you know, you can't. You, you, not everyone can be a, you know, you know, everyone's a, each their own, and it, you know, I, I don't agree with it. But like you say, you always each get club's a got few their people, own fair share of dickheads, yeah. haven't they? It's, yeah, exactly. It, it is what it's, it is. Uh, and... Yeah, and and you know, I'm sure we we've had it at our place from time to time, and in you know, in in the past, and you know, we won't be the first, it won't be the last, will it? That's the uh, the thing. But um, quite enjoyed yeah. how much stuff the Burnley fans have made up that the Cov fans did, like calling Matt and Judas and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's, I don't know what planet they're 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 living in. Them lot up there must be yeah. stuff in the water, am I? Yeah, I didn't. I, to be honest, I didn't see much. Like even a lot of people said even before and after there was, you know, it wasn't the, the nicest of atmospheres, but I, I didn't really see much. I mean, we were trying to just get out, get out of uh, Dodge City. Get out there as quick as you can. As quick, yeah. But no, just in general, you know, you're trying to get away. So I didn't really see With much. With your socks but, um, intact. Yeah, it was, it was, um, you know, it was, it was a, a really good atmosphere, I think, from, from us uh, throughout, throughout the game. So that makes a change because the last couple of weeks has been pretty, pretty ropey atmosphere wise especially at the cbs i thought like over crisp over the christmas period i just thought it was flat yeah they had a massive air about you know like i'm not i don't know what bernie's atmosphere is like and but they had an air about it where they're waiting for some they're waiting for a goal yeah which is just such a it feels like such a boring like it's a bit like norwich as well and a few others like they're so used to winning i guess that they just they don't do anything. Well, they didn't do anything after that, but they didn't certainly didn't do anything before they scored. Well, we'll talk more about the game a little bit later on. Uh, we're also hoping that Ross will join us as well. Uh, I think he's just in the background, sort of warming his voice up with a, a nice honey and lemon drink or something. <laughs> I mean, you know what these actor types are like, Dave, don't you? Like, yeah. They, lo- they, love, they, they love that type of thing. I mean, I, I know, can't talk. I, I've, got a, I've got a peppermint tea, so it's, I mean, I can't really talk. Well, we're str- we're starting to struggle to afford his rider, to be honest. Every week, it's uh, it's, it's incredible some of the uh, things that he's got on there. But I would love know. to know what is on a, a Ross Ross rider. If you know, <laughs> listeners, if you want to to kind of guess what is on a Ross rider, please let us know using the hashtag SBE podcast. We'd love to to read some of those those out over the next few weeks. Um, but in the meantime, let's crack on because it's quite a busy show. You've alluded to lots of things sort of happening. And let's start with the big news. The big news since the last pod came out, the King has finally taken his throne. The EFL have ratified the takeover. The coronation is now complete. And we have a new majority owner of the football club. Goodbye, yeah. Sisu. Well, not completely goodbye, but goodbye, goodbye, Sisu's overall 
charge of, of this football club. Yeah, King has entered the building. Uh, King has entered the chat. Yeah, um, it's look, it's great, isn't it? From what from what we can see, we just have to see around transfer windows and the summer is. Ross and, and and team spoke about it last week, right? About how much is going to be a rebuild in the summer, and that's when you'll probably see how committed Doug King is and, and what funds he's got available because that's a complete unknown at the moment. He's he went to a youth game last week, Dave. How committed do you want him to be? <laughs> no, it was it was it was great to see that. You know, as long as well, not as long as it continues because I can't remember the last youth game I went to, but. Um, yeah, I just think you know the the proof of being the pudding when he starts to to have to spend money in in the summer because we are going to have have a pretty much a, a pretty big overhaul, I'd say. Um, yeah. But you know we've got a transfer window now. It seems like we're starting to do a bit of business. Um, he's cleared what looks like the debts, but you know it's been a long time since I looked at financial accounts. But it seems like everything that he's promised if that makes sense has kind of happened so now we've just got you know we're just gonna have to judge him on over time and and let's be honest it's just it's a monumental time really for the club because it was always going to be hard for anyone to purchase the club off of um sisu if i'm honest i don't i, I think that was always going to be a really difficult purchase um so it seems to have gone you know fairly smoothly apart from you know, the time that it takes, but these things do take time. I think fans are, are obviously wanted it to happen quicker, but it's just watch the space, isn't it? We, yeah, we're not going to see time, things, yeah. we're not going to see things massively change, nor would you want to. You wouldn't want someone that come in and just started, you know, um, I don't know, may, maybe putting a bit of stock in the club. Wholesale changes. But yeah. yeah, I'm not well, sure. I saw the two videos that the club released straight after the production values went sky high. I mean, I've berated them for years about how poor some of the video footage is. And then all of a sudden, we've got two cameras at a press conference. I mean, I mean, for me, it's those little things that yeah. might have to change. I mean, I remember going for a job there in the media department and it was, you know, I wouldn't have you know, got out of bed to, to do that for, yeah. the, for the money they were offering. So maybe now it sort of, it gives us a bit of leeway into doing other stuff, better communications, you know, more staff to do more things. You know, yeah. maybe it opens up that them opportunities as well. Yeah, I agree. And I think those industries are always like that because it always feels like a privilege to work in it sometimes and, mm -hmm. and clubs can do that. You know, I've seen the same at even likes of Tottenham and stuff. Um, you know, uh, roles have never been market uh, value. So we'll see. I, I think look, it's great that the deal's been done. Um, it's all gone very, very quiet on... Uh, sort of the Ashley side of things. There's not, you know, it's not like he's trying to stoke the fire at all or anything like that. So I don't know. You know, I had a conversation at, at the weekend that maybe Ashley does just want to turn a quick eight eight mil profit or something like that. Because why wouldn't he? You know, it's it's the business that's purchased. You know, people go, oh, Ashley's got loads of money, but it's the business. It's Fraser's group that's purchased the ground, not Ashley himself. And if that you know, whacking 8 million in a couple of months onto your balance sheet of any company is, yeah, is pretty good going, you know. Pays for the Christmas do party, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, and it, and that's his his whole business model, right? Stress businesses, um, you know, he's done it with um, 
the, the sort of the flannels. I think he's done it with some of the others. He's done it with House of Fraser. You know, they were struggling and he, he went in. So he does, you know, maybe he has to keep things a bit longer than he, you know, than he'd like, i.e. Newcastle. <laughs> but um, yeah, may, maybe he is just brought something that's a stress asset and he could see a quick turnaround and the more the more I thought about this whole situation because I've I've always been under the impression that I think Ashley will buy the club but if Doug King is you know basically purchasing the debts of what 60 to 70 million pounds he's going to want that returned if he sells the club he's, yeah you know, and he's also got to have a feasible sort of business model there for for what whatever comes next right I mean what's Doug Ashley's King's- not going to pay a 70 million to pay to buy the football club no, exactly. So maybe it has to be the other way around. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Doug King, you know, he sat sat on a team that, let's be honest, on a really low budget, are are challenging for for playoff Pitching. positions. You know, they yeah. they really are, and it only takes you know we put in like an eight nine game run you know together before Chris before the World Cup, so it's not you know there are some teams. That do I don't get me wrong, it's getting much harder with the financial fair play, but there are teams that can put a run together and just sneak in there. And we've seen that in recent years. And and maybe that's the Doug King gamble, you know, maybe he's just in it for a half a decade to sort of see if he can can make make that big bucks and who could blame him. We have seen some movement as well in the playing squad. Both Todd Kane and Martin Waghorn, both out of contract in the summer two, uh, leaving in this window. On loan to, to Charlton and Huddersfield, respectively. Uh, I don't think we're going to lose much sleep over these two, Dave. If, if I'm if I'm honest, but do you do you see any further outgoings at this point? Um, I mean, with two goalkeepers on the bench against the top of the the league, I'm not sure we can afford many more unless yeah. we've got some coming in. I mean that that was one of the most embarrassing benches I've seen for probably since the league league one league two days um, i reckon if you'd have brought your boots with you you'd have been on the bench you'd have made it it's it's mad it really is like and that's just but but i almost feel sorry for mark robbins in a way because you know he's been really unlucky with injuries but he's also been given the option probably to keep waghorn and todd kane um you know do do you think we can let them go and he's like no let's let's let them go and get some some more room with the wages i mean Huddersfield are probably paying maybe 50% of of Wagon's wages so if if the rumors are true then that's around seven and a half right um that we free yeah. up well it sounds like from Robbins's quotes today that getting rid of Waghorn has allowed him space for a further addition to the two extra yeah. he wants to bring in so maybe yeah. it's it's free now at this point yeah on top exactly. of Wilson Esbrand and Norton Coffey. Which we we need, you know, we need... We, we get need some more double-barreled main players as well. Uh, I think that's, you know, there's a correlation there between the the shop opening up and the pound per letter or whatever it used to be. <laughs> and there's people that we're signing. But, you know, who am I to, to be a conspiracy you can't, you can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> um, but no, it's... Yeah, let's... We'll probably let's run out of bloody letters knowing us, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, we print them upside down. Yeah. That's what we'll start doing. We'll use like number three for an E. You remember with the badges being upside down and the yeah. club were like, I'll oh, just keep on that. <laughs> so look, I think it would be really interesting to see who comes in. I don't really know. We've got, he played further forward on Saturday. Um, and 
that was possibly because of Mark Robbins going in for a, a sort of back four. Um, I don't know. We need a striker in desperately. Yeah, I was going to say further areas. So if if, if it is free, where would you expect to see them? Centre back, striker, attacking midfielder. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Uh, Jamie Patterson, a lot of chat about him. Yeah. Um, potential homecoming for him. Obviously, not played for us before, but born in the city, of course. Uh, I've heard of obviously it's you know on the cards. I heard that there has been concrete chat. Is that from John Harriet on Twitter? No, I don't. I don't. I don't follow these ITKs on Twitter. Um, it's my sources, uh, my journalism friends, my journalist friends, um, and it's it's concrete at this point that there is there is talk. Um, so, I mean, for me, that excites me. I think Jamie Patterson, even at the age of thirty-one, if we can get eighteen months out of him, if it is a permanent transfer, I mean, get eighteen months be, out of him, I think that would be that would be I'd be ecstatic with him. Um, yeah. If I'm honest, he, he scores goals. He scores goals. He chips in with goals. His injury record's really good too. Um, so I'd, I'd be delighted to see him in, in the club. Is that what we're looking for now? <laughs> if we're scaring the market, we have really... to. Well, look at the history we've got. We've got more, you know, so many ACL injuries, yeah. so many, you know, muscle, silly muscle injuries when you stretch for a ball and you're out for two months. I mean, that's yeah, so frustrating. If Patterson comes in, that's that sort of. I, I don't. He's he's a he's a sort of striker in he, but would probably play behind. Vicar, yeah, I he'd guess, be or... a he'd be attacking midfielder. Yeah, um, I don't. I mean, it's very difficult, isn't it, in centre backs? Because where where do you Daniel go? So sh- so shy as well to try and get players in. It's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard. But, but where do you go? Because you've got you know you've got Rose that's I, I think relatively young still, and as as long as he's played for Coventry, he's still. I think at times shows inexperience and and, yeah. and still shows that, you know, there's still some sort of raw attributes with him. Obviously Doyle and um, uh, Panzo. Panzo, thank you. You know, is this is the same. So you do, you know, you do need to probably, if you're not buying, it's going to have to be a loan and maybe just a centre back that's not playing, that's on the bench somewhere. Maybe is is. I also get. I think like if you get Wilson Esbrand in at left back, it opens up the possibility of Bidwell going at left centre half, which I think for me is he's shown he's shown enough there to get us through to the end of the season. Yeah, at left centre half. I don't fancy him there really. I don't. I I I don't know. I don't. If we're going to get something. Maybe I don't know. I don't really fancy. I don't really fancy him to be honest. But he played, had a really good game again on on Saturday. I must admit. But I don't know. I just think there needs to be a leader in that back. Oh three, yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. and we've not we've we've got to get that. And it needs to be someone that's going to bring the kids on, if that makes sense. And I don't know if Bidwell will do that. Um, and I'm not saying Wilson's not a massive talker, but. Clearly, like you know, there's there has been a lot. He doesn't of time command that back like line at all. Communication, you know, sort of goes down, and it just just shows how much you miss with with McFadden really on on the pitch. It's that it's that chat. Um, Do you reckon we'll be here in ten years' time saying, "Oh, got to get Fads back in this team somehow." He's oh. he's fifty two. <laughs> yeah, either that or he'll take over the job of clotheslining pitch invaders from. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe they just have a, a job swap for a few weeks at a time. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we, we've got to get a centre back and we've got to get attacking mid sort of that. That Patterson will, will um, open it up, and then a, a striker. I mean, what a, what an awful market to be looking at yeah. for striker. I don't even know who's available. I, I wouldn't even be begin. I wouldn't even know. I would. Begin. I would join you in that boat, Dave. If I'm honest, I, I honestly couldn't couldn't tell you. I don't think anyone's shone in shone a light in League One this year to say can they make that move. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously there's going to be players on the periphery in the Premier League, but they're not playing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be another loan, isn't it, really? I like, think that's where the loan will come in. I think the striker will be the loan and the, the other two positions will be permanent, hmm. at least for the time being. But it, it's 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 so difficult. I mean, it's just, it's just it, it is the worst time. To get to get people in the in the club, it's we say the same thing every year, but you know it it really is like a parrot. Um, Josh Eccles' new contract too, twenty twenty seven. I am not sure on this one. If I'm honest, I I had him down as potentially leaving the club in the summer. I understand why they've extend, extended his contract because obviously there is something there. But there's, four there's years something is there. a lot is a long time for a guy who's made not too many appearances and his injury record is is pretty bleak for me yeah four years is a is a lot but then i i guess with a oh, i don't know i suppose even if you'd have given like a two year i thought it, two and one he would have snapped that off because obviously he's injured although he's back you know he's back working now right so maybe that injury wasn't as bad as before I can't remember how long he's been out for Um, definitely some talent there definitely is going to be a very cheap contract if I'm honest it's that sort of um, how old is he he's 22 3 maybe yeah so you know he is um, yeah he's pretty pretty young isn't he I suppose Um, his versatility in a a Fredbear squad uh, helps a little bit as well 22 yeah 22 so um you know if he's 22 you know four years is 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 really two years is to try and help him grow right if we're in the championship or wherever we are and maybe maybe he'll come on and maybe he'll be he'll be a, a, a sort of you know an asset in in years to come but i think if that is going to happen he's got a well, one, they've got to decide where he's going to play for a start. Like versatile players never really um, demand top dollar, do they? You know, no. um, so he's got to kind of decide. Because they're never first right choice back. in their position. Where exactly? So he's got to decide. Or well, Robin's got to help him decide whether he wants to become a right back or a um, central midfielder. Um, he's going to struggle to get in a central midfielder role at, at this moment in time, um, and he's going to, you know, struggle to play. As, as right back because because we play with wing backs and he definitely doesn't really fit that so I don't know it's an interesting one maybe he's just a cheat a sort of a, you know keep keep him on on side for, for a couple of seasons and he's a cheaper a cheaper squad player who's shown that he can do a job in in that and you At do need level, those yeah. you know you do need those players you can't have 21 you know Jokerezes right so um, clearly well, it'd, it'd be a very ball greedy team wouldn't it <laughs> You clearly can't because you've got to have two keepers on the bench at the moment. Um, we're, we're going for a record. See how many times we can slip that in throughout the uh, pod. But so it's, what, it's, sorry, um, sorry can I just confirm what we're trying to slip in here? The fact that we've, you know, 
put two bet two keepers on the bench against the top the leaders of the championship. Thank you for clearing that up. Let's uh, let's move on to let's move on to Burnley. Um, for me, it goes in that sort of bracket of frustration for this season. I think there's been four or five games where we've shown that we are a top quality side, and we just haven't been able to get go get over the line or or you know get that golden opportunity. Well, to be fair, we did have golden opportunities in this game, but. You know, you know, flick that switch is probably what I'm trying to say of, you know, take us to the next level. We we show it at times and we show it a lot, but we just don't get the results. Yeah. Burnley will go up, clearly. But they're not a great 16 side. Point, 16 would, points clear of third place at the moment. I would, I'd say that we've got a, a big summer like overhaul, but Christ, they have got some overhaul. Yes, they'd have the money to do it, but there's not a great deal of those players in that squad that are going to be able to move up to the premiership with them and, and stake a claim to be playing every single week, week in, week out. I can only imagine, you know, some of those players up against Man City and and, and United. Um, I think they're your, your, you know, the new yo-yo club, if I'm, if I'm yeah, honest, because yeah. you know, their, their monetary issues are, you know, well-documented. They've basically bankrolled this season to get back up at the first first hurdle because the money they get in the Premier League next year, they already owe Lovely. their creditors. So it's like they shit had one bust. opportunity. It was a shit or bust situation. I think I said that at the start of the year and at the moment, you know, if, hold, hold my hands up and say fair play to them. Um, yeah, it looks like it's paid working. off. I, I think their philosophy is just, if we've got the ball, you can't score. <laughs> and. <laughs> That's literally, you know, because they don't really do a lot of it. It's same as what, when they came to our place. They don't do much of it. We, like, restricted them to over-the-top balls. They put passes uh, out of pitch a lot. Don't get wrong, they played some nice football. We just switched off, didn't we? Straight after Wilson yeah. had been bundled into the net by um, Nathan Teller and, you know, somehow then got a book in for being pushed into the net that changed the game though didn't it I think Robin's alluded to it that as soon as that happened it sort of spurred them on a little bit yeah it did it it, it, it sort of you know sort of g'd them up I think you know we talked about it so many times that we need to be professional and a lot of times we're not always we we seem very naive and we're not always professional um, and what I mean by that is just playing what you know the, the game that's in front of you and clearly we switched off I mean Dabo's defending for the goal was stinking and and the annoyance is is that he actually had a really good game he actually played yeah. well um and he was actually looked a lot better when he had um Norton Cuffey alongside him because he had that he had that someone with the pace to sort of keep up with him and he wasn't isolated I think maybe being a wing back Norton Cuffey does like to sort of get chalk on his boots. So even in that front, that sort of in the position he was playing in, in sort of right side of midfield on Saturday, he still was very much more to the touchline than he was the centre of pitch, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it meant yeah. that Dabo always had an outlet. Um, and I think that gave him confidence. And I thought Dabo looked good, um, you know, apart from his, his um, you know, marking for the, for the goal. Um Norton Coffee had a good game, I thought as well. Brilliant, absolutely superb. Like, can, you know, we've called him Naughty Crosses. Uh, is going to be his nickname. Wow, you should he, uh, you should, can, you should make it like make a Twitter account with those on. 
He could have some more players, please. Great nicknames. He could write some songs as well. He should literally whip, whip, you know, whipping the balls in for fun. Like he, he's got a really good cross on him, and um, we don't really score many goals from that sort of thing. But yeah, um, he played really, really well. Looks really bright. Um, I think he'll be. Who scored rating of five point eight was a little bit piss poor, wasn't it? Five point eight is better than that, surely. Is that on the actual game or is or is total? That was, that the, was game. Five point eight on his. Right. Uh, I mean, give yeah. me someone that also got a five point eight four. Uh, I think he was the lowest ranked player on the pitch. Jesus. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah. That's rubbish. It's absolute rubbish. Yeah, he he had a really good game, and I think a lot of people would um, are looking forward to seeing more of him. He he was um, he, he's a good talent. He looks good. So, I think the did you manage to see the you know the not oh, I hate to advertise of a podcast but not the top twenty podcast their analysis of signings made so far this no. January well it's on YouTube I think if you go to about sixteen minutes and the video they talk about Cov uh, and they talk about Norton Coffee and they talk yeah. about uh, Wilson S Brand and they were alluding to the fact that Coventry have got one of the worst uh, expected assists from the wing back position in the league yeah and that seven of the top 15 assists were wing backs and they reckon now with these two our assists should go up yeah um so you know that's that's potentially crossed you know he he did he did like first time which we never do as well really um we've exchanged two really defensive wing backs here for two really Attacking wing backs, which have absolutely, been which is what for Mark for Robbins ages. wants, right? He's he Mark Robbins has almost been frustrated this season because he's not been able to play the system that he wants to play. He's not been able to play that system that got us out of League One or you know helped us to to get the positions that we got to last season. Um, we hadn't replaced Matson. Um, we never replaced McCallum really. No. Um, we tried, but we've never really replaced those types of players. And I'd definitely say that these two, two well, on, on Saturday's performance, say that he looks like he'd easily be able to do that. The system heavily relies on it. Like you say, often enough, the, the wing back is the spare man when, yeah. you know, in the triangle. So um, see, I, I personally think like these two, I know they're young, they're raw, but they're kind of the missing piece to sort of our attacking play. Yeah, I mean, could be. I think I mean, they give I... Vic an option because if Vic holds the ball up, there's your overlap or there's the, the cut inside pass. You know, you know, it gives him another option so he doesn't have to hold onto the ball all the time. Yeah, um, but this is what we've outlay. lost with uh, O'Hare being out as well. Whereas Norton Cuffey did travel with the ball this weekend and that's what we need. We need people running at players and traveling the ball because then that opens up channels for Vic whereas if you're just pinging it down the line and then Vic's holding it up and having to beat two men to get a shot away amazingly enough you know he does it from time to time but he can't do it every time time, plus every everyone are you know they're 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 going two two on him now like that's you know because we play one up front they can afford to go two man you know two men that's where you need the spare man you need the man coming in to to give him that support and that's hopefully what these two will will give us. Um, talking to Vic, should we talk about the chance? Yeah, unforgivable, really. If that's a defender that does, you know, the same magnitude as as that at the other end, um, they'll get absolutely slated. Hammered, yeah. yeah. 
you know, 12 goals, great. Um, you know, how many more could he have had? Yeah, the decision making for me you know, is so 15, bad. 18 million, like, you know, if you if if a Premiership team took him at 18 million and on his debut he got a chance like that and did that. There'd be yeah question marks. There'd be huge question marks, and that's that's the reason why he's not going to go for fifteen to twenty million because his decision making, at times, oh, I'd say forty percent of, of times is is really really poor. Yeah, really he's poor. simply got to score that, and and the, the thing with it is annoyingly, they, you know, they they had a lot of possession. Don't get me wrong, but they didn't need to do anything with it because I think Burnley play in a way that they just, they feel very confident they're not going to concede. Yeah. And then therefore they know they're going to always carve out one or two chances and that's kind of all they need. And and that's pretty much how it panned out. Whereas had that have gone in, they would have had to have come out and started forcing the issue. And we we're already finding gaps all over yeah, the place. We were time, finding yeah. so many gaps. Um, you know, we talked about Norton Cuffey, Jamie Allen, Palmer was even finding pockets and, and running. Um, and like we say, Dabo was even getting into space and, and stuff. So when a team has to come out and play against us, uh, you've always got the, you know, the chance with, with someone like Hamer who can spray passes around to be able to get in behind and pick up, you know, and I just think that was, that could have really changed the game. Um, I'm just looking at just, it again so now. It's just like, it's just, yeah. I mean, puts the guy, the defender under pressure. He makes the mistake. He's, he's got a clear opportunity he within four or five strides. Time. Yeah. Four or five strides to take a shot on goal. It's, it's... I understand what he wanted to do is go around the keeper, then slot it. And then he just uh-huh. ran out of room and got his feet tied up. And then he had to go again. And once he had to go again, game, that was chance over. You know, it was, that was gone. Um, you know, I understand him not, but seemingly Palmer in the first half, you know, that was as, as good an opportunity. Yeah. Um, he, he sort of wanted to draw the keeper and, and the keeper just didn't really, didn't really come. So it, it left him uh, running out of room. But, and I think that's what he tried to do, but you know, he was bearing down on goal and he's got to get a shot away really. Um, plus Alan, you know, we, we had chances. I think Jamie Allen's one is 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 poor as well because I mean he's just got to get that ball on target and well, it's got to go he does it goes in well. it goes in uh, I mean going across the goal might have been a little bit more difficult because it was a player right in front of him but he should have the technical ability to at least bend it around the player but get get it on target force them into making say force them into making a mistake yeah and all uh, too often this season I think that's been the case hasn't it we just it has and the, the issues are is that we're always them. good for conceding aren't we that's the problem yeah. that yeah. that's that's the fact of the matter is that you know to win a game we've probably got to have eight or nine chances to score two um and we're still probably going to concede and it's going to be a, I'd say that's even game. higher than that Dave I well, don't think probably, our conversion yeah. rate our conversion rate is is pretty poor in comparison to the rest of the teams in this division but put it this way cons- chances against they must have had two this weekend um you know, Wrexham had like probably like five chances and they scored four of them. And and what I'm saying is, is the, the ratio at the other end of the pitch isn't the same as at, at the uh, defensive end of the pitch. And that that's our, our biggest problem is that we can play and play and play lovely football and carve out chances. But we're, we're always 
susceptible to, to conceding. Whereas Burnley don't look like that. And that's why mm-hmm. they, they don't need to force things because they're always confident they're going to keep a clean sheet. Vincent Company's obviously set them up to be like that. And we're just, we're not the same as that. So we've almost, you know, we've got to, we've got to take these chances really. I think the XG shows on that. I'm just looking at it now. So we're 11th in the list, 1.51 uh, XG compared to Sheffield United who are at 1.9. Uh, yeah, Burnley not even in the top five. Burnley are eighth in that. Uh, expected goals against were 16th on that, 1.38, uh, which is pretty good, really, um, considering. Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of draws and stuff, but, haven't we? But I don't know. I, I don't think know, it's still I a flaw. I think XG is a bit of a flaw system. Yeah, I don't personally. know what it is. I've never um, so it. It's like a calculation, a formula of how golden opportunity it is compared Fine. to. Yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, it's long-winded, bit of an Excel spreadsheet. It's one for the geeks, of which we definitely are, but not in the in the XG uh, in the XG world. Uh, it's one win in the last six, though, Dave. Six points off the playoffs now. Okay, we still have that game in hand, but the task was tough, wasn't it? But the task seems to be getting tougher. It's yeah, all about the squad, isn't it? In the last six. I mean, you that did include that. the FA Cup game. Yeah, sure. But you look at that and you go, well, that was West Brom. How have we not beat Cardiff? Yeah. I mean, Bristol City. Bristol. Guilty. Them, them two games, man. We'll look back at this season. Honestly, we'll look back and go, you know, they're, they're, them two were massive. Absolutely massive. And to be honest, you know, look, Sheffield United on paper looks like we got battered. But we had chance to to change that game completely. The same with Burnley, you know, mm-hmm. and had that of that chance of been converted, it was a completely different game. Um, we, we've got to, we've got to punish these mistakes. You know, we, we there was a mistake this sat, Saturday to let him, you know, to let Jokeres through and, and he's got to put that away. We've, we've got to punish these mistakes. It's just simple as that. Who would be your man of the match, right? Yeah, it's a bit of a difficult one. I think everyone played really, really well. Um, I think I'll go with Sheaf, probably. I thought he was really solid. Um, Bidwell was, as well. I thought them two were decent performances. Yeah, Bidwell, Bidwell was good. Um, I think, you know, Sheaf, Sheaf for me is, he's probably up there. I think we used to say Hamer every week was like man of the match. Um, because we just couldn't really see anyone that had performed better. And I think Sheaf's kind of put himself in that bracket now. He's, he's, he's definitely very, very that player of the season contention for me. Yeah, 100%. So consistent um, and, you know, makes things happen, breaks down the play. Again, he looked really good on Saturday. Um, and let's just hope that he can stay fit and doesn't, you know, because that would be a huge blow. We've not really got anyone in that role. You know, Kelly's come back. I don't think anyone expected him to, but he's certainly not showing signs of, you know, of of, of anything really. Um, it that makes me yeah. sad. It makes yeah, me of sad. course. But you know, he, he's a he is just a, a a passing moment in 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 the club's history, isn't history. he? And he's, he's sort yeah. of that. You know, he's done a, he's done a fine job, brilliant job. Um, but he's, you know, he's not gonna he's not going to be able to continue making much of an impact, I don't think. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. 
Well, let's move on to Saturday's showdown at the CBS versus the Canaries of Norwich. I think, it's a, is this an early kickoff on TV? I don't know. It's on TV, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, half 12. Half 12 kickoff Saturday. So that's half four for me in the Middle East for you uh, time fans out there. <laughs> I will be working though, so that, that'd be pretty annoying. Uh, Norwich... Again, another team going through a pretty barren spell. Only one win in their last six games as well. Um, but it came last Saturday versus Preston. Four nil winners in that game. Pookie back amongst the goals. Ominous that that guy's scoring again. He's one of the, the standout players in the Championship, although he hasn't really showed it that much this year. But this will be a tough game, Dave. Yeah, I mean, it will be. I think the, the biggest problem with this is how Mark Robbins sets up. I'd mm-hmm. actually quite wouldn't mind him setting up the same as he set up this weekend. Actually, that seemed to sort of work against a team that want a lot of possession. We saw it at their place. I think again, a bit like Burnley is that they'll want to play, play pretty football and they want to play one touch football, but they're not actually like good enough to do it clearly. Yeah. Um, and they make a lot of problems for themselves. Um, and you know, you look at that, you know, fine, they've played Blackburn, Watford, um, you know, in that, in, in, they played Blackburn in the Cup, didn't they? They played Blackburn in the league. Um, they've not, they've not played that many teams that aren't, you know, that aren't sort of up there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you at the start of the season, you would have expected them to have been steamrolling everyone, I think. So. On paper, certainly. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, that you know what is different about them and us is that if you look at their you know score scorers, they've got a couple of players that are in the sort of nines and tens, whereas we've only you know only got Jokeres really, and that's that's clearly why you know they're converting more goals than than us. Um, look, it's going to be a tough game, but I I fancy us to be honest. I I, I really I do. do. Well. I thought we played really well on Saturday. I think if we can get the tactics right. And we don't do anything stupid or naive because I think that's that's definitely what we did at their their ground. Um, and then you can't go one nil down, two nil down to these teams. You just can't, it, especially with no the squad we have, because you can't bring players on to change games. Absolutely, yeah. Unless you're going to put Key and Tyler up front, um, you know, it's just he's a tall lad. Him. He is a tall lad. Yeah. Um, Could it be the tallest player we've ever had at Coventry? Well, answers on a postcard, I please. I don't know. I'd, like, I'd take it to who's, the Who's uh, the current? Listeners. I'm going to say Adebola. Kevin yeah. Kyle, maybe. What was Davenport? He was pretty tall, wasn't he? Kevin Davenport. That's a blast from the past, Dave. Legend. Wow. I, Kevin Kyle's got to be the tallest, hasn't he? Yeah, he was. He, he was about six, he was a big, six five, a big six, six. Yeah. I'm going, to, I'm going to work that out. I might put it on Twitter. In a quote tweet with this week's podcast link. Okay. Um, yeah, there's another geeky, geeky thing to do. Um, Dean Smith obviously got sacked recently. David Wagner's back in charge, back in English football. He had a bit of a rough eye the last couple of years with Schalke and and Young Boys, but he's been brought back in. Um, I suppose because he's quite hard on his team, quite charismatic too. So maybe they need that at Norwich. Maybe they feel they need that to sort of instill that mentality into into that team because it, at the moment this season is sort of a whimper really isn't it for them mm. yeah exactly but 
I just, I, I think on our day, we can give everyone, everyone a game, but I, I stick to it that you look back through the, the, the games that we've lost this year. And a lot of it is on ourselves rather than teams just blowing us away. And apart from when we actually went to Carrow Road, though, because that was probably the poorest performance of the season. It's, it's, I mean, it's not surprising, though, because considering the position we were in at the time, you know, no pitch, we were on that real barren loss spell, mm-hmm. no confidence. But this is a chance to redeem ourselves and show what, what we're about. Absolutely. I think that game as well, we, we were set up completely wrong for it, yeah. to be honest. And, you know, I mean, it was mad. It was Jokerez was fit and you, you started Tyler Walker. It's, it's bonkers, really. <clears throat> Unless, I can't remember if Jokerez was injured, but I don't think it came Imagine out. Imagine saying that, like, knowing what you know now, and then saying that at the start of the, the year and saying, oh, you know, we'll just put Walker in ahead of, of Vic. Madness you know, when you think about it. Yeah, exactly. It's just ridiculous, you know. But, um. Look, they're a good team. They've obviously been on a crap spell. They've got a bit of a reignition from, you know, Wagner. Uh, the, oh, you're going very continental there with that pronunciation. No, I was thinking of the guy from X Factor. Um, and then, uh, you Could know, we, uh, I want to get him on the podcast. He's a cop fan. I've seen some. I've seen him singing songs. Or maybe it was because people paid, paid him for, for twenty yeah, quid. Cameo. Cameo. <laughs> Um, so I, I think, look, I think there's, we are, we're good enough to, to give him a match on, on, uh, Saturday. And I think as long as we don't do anything stupid or naive, I think, I think we'll carve out chances. And listen, there's still five days to go at the time of recording that. So there might be some, some fresh faces in that squad. You'd think Wilson Esbrand would probably come in for a yeah, home I mean, debut as long yeah. as he's fit. So that gives an extra person on the bench. Yeah, exactly. Um, look, I I was really impressed with Norton Cuffey, and it, it I I would favour him keeping the same um, the same formation this weekend because I think I think it worked well. It works well against a team that are, are possession based, and Norwich are good, definitely going to try and do that um, and and see where we go. We're going to need some nicknames for these wing backs. The names are too long for me to. One, one to remember and two to say. So, you know, answers on a postcard, please, if we can get some nicknames. Well, already people just... You've got a Willie, haven't you? You've got put, a Willie E. Yeah. And they just put the initials, don't they, as well? Because because of the character limits. They just have to... W-E and N-C. Yeah. J-W-E J, J, and B-N-C. Yeah, that could that get really nice. confusing, I think. Yeah, 100%. Sounds like you're and every, the uh, thingy table. Whatever and then we'd also forget which side table. A, <laughs> a sprinkle of BNC with a dash of JWE and what you get is promotion. That's what we hope for. Fingers Hopefully. crossed. Right, let's let's uh, let's wrap it up there, Dave. No Ross though. Ross didn't turn up. No, he didn't. Disappointing for absolutely nobody. Uh but thanks to our partners at the Skyby Tavern and of course everyone listening as well. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, keep across our socials and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.